You're listening to Popaganda, the feminism and pop culture podcast. Today's topic, bathroom panic. Last Monday, Mara Kiesling was arrested for the first time in her life. She was in Raleigh, North Carolina, taking part in a Moral Monday protest. Over 1,000 people gathered at the state capitol to protest the passage of HB2, the law that nullifies local anti-discrimination laws and living wage laws around the state and makes it illegal for transgender people to use the bathroom matching their gender identity. We must love and support one another! We must love and support one another! We have nothing to lose but our chance! We have nothing to lose but our chance! Mara, who is the director of the National Center for Transgender Equality, wasn't arrested for breaking that bathroom bill law. They technically arrested us for a fire code violation, but, you know, they knew why we were there. And, um, you know, and the fire code is just how they, you know, what they hung their hat on with it. Um, you know, interestingly, earlier in the day when we had gone to the governor's office in the Capitol, I had gone to use the restroom as, you know, people do during the day. And uh, I used the women's room. That's the restroom I always use and have for 20 years. And, um, you know, the police knew I was using the women's room. The receptionists knew I was using the women's room and nobody cared. They they weren't even enforcing the law, you know, basically in the governor's office building. The police arrested 56 people during that protest, including Mara. You know, it's, it's very tricky for a trans person. I don't mean tricky. It's very dangerous for a trans person to, to get arrested or for anybody to get arrested, but particularly for a transgender person, particularly in a place where there are now hostile laws about being transgender. But Mara says she was in good company. The protest against the bill was organized by the North Carolina NAACP. Among the people arrested were racial justice organizers and labor organizers who were very familiar with the long history of civil disobedience. You know, to be to be singing, you know, old civil rights songs uh, and old labor labor organizer songs while riding a bus to the county jail was, you know, a remarkable. Um, and if you have to get arrested, you know, these are the folks to get arrested with, and and to be booked with, and to be sitting there you know, in a county jail, knowing that all you were trying to do was talk to the government. When she got to the jail, instead of being afraid, Mara took the chance to do a little education. Because I was in the first group of people who was arrested, I took the opportunity to um, ask the officer in booking to for a supervisor, and the captain came over, and I talked to the captain and one of his uh, subordinates about the trans people who might be coming through that evening and how to appropriately handle them. So if I get this picture straight, you're being booked into jail and you're handcuffed and like between the getting your mugshot taken and the fingerprinting, you're talking to the police officers about, hey, here's a mini lecture on how to properly handle transgender people who you're arresting today. Like That's, <laughs> that's right. I, 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 I thought there would be, uh, and there may have been, I didn't get to see everybody who went through, but, um, you know, I was concerned that there would be a lot of young trans people, particularly young trans people of color, who wouldn't be treated as um, gently as I was treated. Since the Republican-held North Carolina legislature passed HB2 in March, people around the state and country have pushed back. The law rolls back rights for many marginalized groups in the state. So it's now not possible in North Carolina to sue in state court if you face discrimination based on sex, race, religion, or nationality. 
and they also made it impossible or illegal for cities to pass uh, living wage laws or to raise the minimum wage. Uh, and they just thought, I think Governor McCrory in particular thought that, um, you know, he could do these things, get business on his side, get the hardcore right-wing extremists on his side and blame it all on trans people and nobody would fight back. But they have been fighting back. In Chapel Hill, LGBT activists led a march down a main street and took over an intersection for hours. As you can see it, but I'm filled with rage, wrath, and anger. In another protest, activists delivered a giant porta potty straight to the state house. CBS North Carolina's Michael Hyland is there, and Michael, they think the law stinks, and they have a unique way of showing it, don't they? Absolutely. State legislators were trying to block an ordinance in Charlotte that let people use a restroom based on their gender identity, cited safety concerns, and said the city overreached. But in response to that, the protesters behind me have brought this here. They brought this porta potty just about half an hour ago. As you can see, clearly it is for both men and women, and they are trying to make a point here by setting it up just outside the Capitol building. But These protests are one way people are fighting the discriminatory bill. While activists are in the streets, others are in the courthouse. Hi, this is Chase Trangio. Uh, I'm a staff attorney at the American Civil Liberties Union in New York. Chase is part of the legal team fighting anti-trans legislation around the country. According to the National Center for Transgender Equality, legislatures have proposed 50 anti-trans bathroom bills around the country. So far, 41 of those have been neutralized. But eight are still up for debate, and only one has passed. That would be North Carolina's. After the city of Charlotte, North Carolina, passed an anti-discrimination measure protecting trans people last year, the ACLU expected North Carolina's governor to try and strike it down this spring. But they didn't expect the Republican machinery to move so fast. The state legislature called a special session a month early and over the course of just 24 hours passed this massive bill, HB2, and then immediately signed it into law. A few days later, the ACLU filed a lawsuit saying that HB2 violates people's constitutional rights to privacy and also violates Title IX, which bans sex-based discrimination. They have to fight the law in courts, says Chase, because it's very unlikely that the legislature will vote to repeal it, despite the bad press they're getting nationwide and boycotts of the state by everyone from rock stars to a coalition of mayors. I mean, of course, they could repeal this thing tomorrow and the timeline would be, you know, short. I think we're not seeing that level of... um, you know, there's no real political investment in that, given the supermajority um, uh, in both uh, chambers of the Republican Party in North Carolina. Um, and, you know, as a separate matter, the fact is that North Carolina has, like, some of the most restrictive voting laws um, that have been upheld um, in court. So uh, the ability of people to vote in North Carolina is restricted, which, of course, completely you know, affects the makeup of, of the legislatures. Federal courts have ruled several times that transgender people have the right to use the bathroom matching their gender identity. Just last month, a federal appeals court ruled that a transgender teenage boy in Virginia had the right to use the boy's bathroom at school. The U.S. Department of Education's official policy agrees with the ACLU on this, that banning transgender students from the bathroom that corresponds with their gender identity is a violation of Title IX. So it's likely that federal courts will side with Chase's team and reverse North Carolina's law at some point. So unfortunately, litigation is a really slow way to um, bring about change uh, in some respects. And, and because 
you know, this law was passed and is in effect, we know that people are being harmed every single day, and it's frustrating to have to wait uh, for the courts to resolve such a critical question in people's lives. And that's what's unusual about the current wave of anti-trans bathroom bills. Not only is there already federal precedent making pretty clear that these laws are illegal, but states have been passing anti-discrimination measures protecting transgender people's right to the bathroom since 1993. That's when Minnesota banned discrimination in public accommodation. Several other states have followed suit over the past 23 years. Oregon, New Mexico, Nevada, Maine, Iowa, and other states have all passed laws specifically allowing trans people to use the correct bathroom. In no state has law enforcement ever reported a problem with trans people using that legal protection to attack and assault cisgender women in the bathroom, a fear that right-wing advocates say is the basis of these new bills. So why, after 23 years, is there suddenly this wave of transphobic bathroom bills? Discrimination against trans people is not new, but there's suddenly a right-wing fervor around the bathroom. Chase of the ACLU says there are a couple things going on here. I do think, you know, in the wake of the marriage equality decision from the Supreme Court in June, there's an escalation um, in opposition from, you know, the forces that oppose marriage and, and other aspects of LGBT equality and justice, sort of doubling down on the, the, the bathroom rhetoric with respect to trans people because, in part, it was sort of like another tactic to undermine the same set of equality and justice goals that they saw in the marriage movement. Um, and then they had a big success in Houston um, defeating uh, at the ballot or repealing at the ballot the Houston Equal Rights Ordinance um, in November. So I think that really propelled um, opponents of, of, of trans people and, and LGBT people um, you know, to really push forward with this strategy at this state during these state legislative sessions. So that's one, you know, aspect of what's driving this. And I think the other main one is just the increase in visibility of trans people uh, resulting in a backlash. And so the more that we talk about trans people and situate trans people in the public discourse, the more we're seeing this um, extreme backlash that's very much grounded in uh, you know, an, an investment in maintaining, you know, traditional gender roles, an investment in regulating um, and surveilling bodies that are seen as different or deviant. Um, and then just, you know, I think we see a general strategy of trying to push people out of public life who are seen as different or as deviant. So this isn't a debate about safety. It's a debate over bodies. People who are backing bathroom bills want to police people whose gender presentation unsettles them in some way. So this type of uh, legislation uh, really just heightens and escalates all the forms of policing and violence that trans people experience. And there is that, definitely that feeling. Um, not to mention that people are just like straight up not going to the bathroom, particularly people who are in school. Um, and that's just like a bad thing all around. Mara of the National Center for Transgender Equality agrees that these bathroom bills are a political tactic that's gotten more force after anti-LGBT folks lost the national fight to stop marriage equality. But they're, you know, they're trying to be relevant. They're trying to show their um, hardcore membership that they haven't given up the fight against these, you know, presumably evil queer people. Uh, and they thought they found in us an easy target. Um, uh, some folks without any political power, without any big numbers, and without any friends. And I think it's uh, whacking them back in the face. Looking back at the protest of thousands of people who took over downtown Raleigh last week, Mara says the best thing about the protest was how diverse it was. 
The streets were filled not just with LGBT groups, but with people of all ages and races who clearly see the problems with discrimination. These were all people who cared about all of these issues. Um, we really, we really all were caring about the lack of a living wage for so many people and the stripping of uh, enforcement from race discrimination laws and, and sex discrimination laws. Um, I, that was by far the thing that was most uh, interesting and heartening for me. Mara says Republicans picked transgender people as targets to pass these bills because they thought it would be an easy group to attack. But across the state, from the courthouses to the streets of Chapel Hill, thousands of people are proving them wrong. Thank you.